That sounds so good. <laughs> Feels like I haven't heard that in weeks. You haven't. It's because I haven't. You're right. Yeah. But we are back and better than ever. Jason Portwondo alongside the living legend Donovan Bailey. He is the man running things. It is good to see your face. And if we take things for granted, it's good to see your face. Dude, it's good to see your face too, man. It's um, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I am, I, I, I did. I was away. I got some tan. I don't know. You were away also. Yeah, yeah. Know. You were hold up the whole whoa. <laughs> you went to the sunny isles of Jamaica, and you went to Calgary. Okay, well, that's okay. Delroy, to be specific. <laughs> Where exactly? God, you went to Delroy. Population black people one. Delroy. Dalroy, D-A-L-R-O-Y. Wow. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't know this. Oh, they're repping. So that's the only one Delroy in Calgary. That's it. One Delroy <laughs> in, in, in Calgary. Alberta, sorry. <laughs> in Alberta, you're right. And uh, yeah, I mean, hey, it, it's all good. Nothing can put me in a bad mood because we are repping 50 years of hip to the hop. Yeah, man. I mean, I think that it's uh, it is fantastic, I mean, and and it's funny, Jason, that a lot of people don't really understand how much uh, music played a role in my life and probably in your life too. Uh, and and hip hop is so relevant even today because some of the some of the songs that we hear, especially this one and maybe another one that we might play on on this podcast, it is still so relevant today. Good music uh, has a message, and you can dance. Yeah, you can. You can. And before we, we you know, lose the, the real message here about Jamaica, how was it, by the way? Jamaica was awesome. I mean, yeah. it was uh, it was amazing to be home. Uh, amazing to be there for um, for Jamaica's birthday, for Emancipation Day, uh, to celebrate all of that, to, to hang out with friends and family. Got a little business done. Got a sunburn on my face. Uh, now I'm back. Uh, you know, and, and, and what happened was I did all of that. And I had an opportunity to come back to Toronto, land, and uh, some friends and family got to take in one boat cruise. I haven't gone on one ah. in, in damn near 20 years. Uh, one boat cruise with um, starting from scratch and, 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 and his crew. Uh, we, we went to the friend's uh, boat cruise, so it was, um, it was excellent. So I got a good like three weeks of just great, great, uh, you know, productive, uh, you know, fun. I mean, it's almost it was almost like a... Like it was almost like a vacation, but I did come back more tired. <laughs> you need you need a vacation from the vacation. Right now, I do. Yes, yeah, and, and the tan looks good. Oh, thank you, you. You know what they say? Yes, man. Black, Black of the, the berry, the sweet of the juice. Well, the juice is sweet. Ah, well, okay. <laughs> Anyways, let's just move on. Let's just move on because we have a great show on tap for you because we are two weeks away from the world's right. I'm like a little kid in a candy store. This is like this is like Christmas coming up in in late August, courtesy of Budapest. Last year was in Eugene, Oregon. So what we're gonna do today on the program? We're gonna get your top twelve, right? Top twelve, yes. Heading into the big event, right? Ladies first, would you say? I'm looking forward. Absolutely, always. I mean, and, listen, and, I'm a mama's boy, Jason, and so are you. Of course. So, so, so yes. I mean, and and we we both have uh, brought up C and manners and respect. So yes, we got to go, ladies first. Ladies first. You said mama. This yeah. girl's a mama. Who are we talking about? Who else? Shelly and Fraser Price. You know what? I know she's 36. She is a three-time Olympic champion, a 10-time world champion. She's got some fresh legs. She's only raced twice 
I think this is going to be really good for her. Before I get your take on Shellyann, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a little bit of a taste of, as to what she can do when she goes on the 100 hunt. Watch for Shellyann Fraser-Price getting out well, and she has done. She's bidding for a fifth world title, and she's going to do it. Shellyann Fraser-Price from Elaine thompson Hera. Five world titles. All right, so... Here we go now. Let's talk more about this because last year we had the sweep of the Jamaicans right. in the 100 for the ladies. We're not going to get that this year. We pretty much know that. Well, I mean, we could. But before we talk about the others, <laughs> let's just go Jamaica because unless somehow Elaine sneaks into the race, it's not going to happen. But yeah, let's begin with Shillianne. We haven't seen much of her, but man, what we've seen is look pretty good. Well, Charlie Ann said, I mean, early season, she had the knee injury and, 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 um, and, and let me, let me just state this, you know, out the gate. She has, um, she has pulled out of the deuce, right? Yep. I think she's pulled out of the I'm deuce at the sure world has, championships. Yeah. Uh, but this year, uh, uh, it, there's a lot of pressure people. There's a lot. I mean, you're, you probably have, uh, eight to 12 times, uh, your entire body weight, uh, on each Achilles and each knee, uh, the kind of pressure when you're coming out of the blocks. And Shelly had a knee injury uh, early in the season. She's ran twice. She's ran 10-8 twice. Uh, so that's quite consistent. I believe that she's one of the greatest sprinter out there. I, I always try to tell, whether it's male or female, to look at how it is that she executes every single race. Uh, the Worlds is coming up. Uh, she's taken, she, she's pulled out of the deuce, which simply means that her entire focus, her entire focus from an individual perspective uh, is is on the hundred meters. I don't know uh, how much how how um, you know like how much work you know or how much strain she's putting on the knee in preparation uh, to maximize her speed in uh, you know for the world championships. Uh, but I think that she's you know I think she's got some up her sleeve. Uh, Shelly Ann Fraser has never has never unless she's got a major injury has never gone to a major championships. And not prepared to win, and 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 I think that um, she's the reigning champion, and whomever it is that's not putting her name, uh, you know, on the ticket as a favorite, uh, probably is a little crazy. You're right. I mean, I doubted her. I will admit yeah, to yes that. Yes, you did. Yes, but you did. my goodness, when you come back and you run eight two in Luzerne, right, and backed it up with an eight three in Madrid, right. She could have missed the whole year and still potentially beat this field. Well, Jason, I remember I said she's she, something special. Yeah, no, hundred percent. No, no, I, one of the absolutely one of the. I, I I'm, I'm going to say to you, like she's the top. Uh, you know, her and Elaine are the top two uh, fastest female in the history of the world. I'm going to say that. That's just my opinion. I might have some. You know, you know, for me personally, I I, I might have some uh, qualifications uh, to 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 state those facts. Uh, but yeah, Shelly Ann, uh, you, you and I had a conversation and we looked at uh, her at the trials and I said for the first 100 meters running on a curve uh, with a bad knee and, and, and the fact that she was leading off the curve was an indication that she was going to run uh, real fast when she opened up for the 100 meters. She, she did that running 1082 and running 1083, you know, in back-to-back competitions uh, simply means that she is ready and she is prepared to run 10-7, 10-6. I think that, uh, you know, maybe 10-7, I think, will win Worlds. I don't think it's going to be, I, I, well, I don't think it's going to be hella fight fast. I think that 10-6, uh, 10-7 will win Worlds for the women's. And, and uh, if you, again, if you doubt Shelly Ann Frazier, uh, then you're a little crazy. 
Exactly. Exactly. 36 going on 26 is what she is. Uh, ranks fourth in the world this year, but still number one according to our rankings. I just jumped our in. Pulled. I just jumped in. <laughs> our poll. Well, I was about to say I jumped in on your poll. But anyways. Um, yeah. That's that's just, yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> the 20th, by the way, is the start of Budapest. I keep thinking it's a couple weeks. We're, we're a week out. We're one week out. We're right. one week out. So yeah. next week on the show... We will break down the races itself. But right now, we're just talking your top 12. Let's move on to another Jamaican. Sharika Jackson hasn't missed the podium in seven races this year. Uh, all three of her wins inside National Stadium. I wish she could race there instead of Budapest. She can't. But here's a look at her gleaming moment, if you will, earlier this year in Jamaica. Off they go. Very, very good start by Sharika Jackson. Natasha Morrison is on the premises. Tom Sahira is knocking on the door as well. Step forward, Sharika Jackson, imperiously. And she steps away in great style to become back-to-back national champion. 10.65! Fastest this year. And she's a dual threat because obviously she's going to be a part of the 200. We know that. But last year she was second in this race, the 100. Mm -hmm. Maybe she gets the sweep. Maybe she wins both. I got to tell you, man, uh, bigger, stronger, faster. Sharika Jackson coming down from the 400 meters. She's got a lot of power and a lot of strength. And I got to tell you this, Jason. Sharika Jackson has put forth effort this year in one race and one race only. And that is the one uh, that we just highlighted. She's, it's the only one that she actually came out of the blocks. And she was actually behind. Right. Uh, she came out of the blocks uh, and, 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 and executed and actually gave some effort in in uh, in in uh, in in completing uh, the 100 meters, I'm talking about giving it some effort past the 60 or 70 meter mark. So Sharika Jackson, 10:65, has been working all year. She, I, I I'm telling you this, and and and, I've, and Jason and, and you all listen to the podcast. I've been seeing it all year. Sharika has just been working her last 30. Uh, uh, sorry, working on her first 30. Uh, you saw it with Shikari. You you saw this. She's working her first 30 and executing into top speed and then relaxing going home. She has not given it an effort, and I think she's going to do that in Budapest. So again, you know, we, uh, we just talked about Shelly Ann Fraser as one of the favorites, and I think that, uh, and, and I think that when Jason and I spoke earlier, uh, again in the season here, I said that the, the title is going back to Jam- Jamaica and the name start with a shh. <laughs> it start with a shh. And, and uh, you know, again, if, if you doubt Sharika Jackson, you are absolutely out of your mind because the, you know, the biggest, strongest, fastest woman uh, this year is Sharika Jackson. By the way, forgot to mention, Shelly Ann, if she gets one more win in the 100, she ties Ukrainian pole vaulter Sergei Bubka. Wow, that's huge. Six wins in an individual event. So but, yeah, she's just she's just for now. We but, could have a whole show. Yeah, but Shelly, yeah, we could have a whole show just on Shelly. I mean, yeah. like, like 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 I said, uh, before when Usain was competing and Shelly Ann was competing, I mean th- that that's the only reason why Shelly Ann was a headline. Everything was because Usain was such a phenomenon, and and, and ultimately, man, she's definitely one of the most decorated, uh, most talented uh, women that ever existed in our sport. So even time. Like her legacy is cemented. So, 100%. so if she wins, she wins. Uh, it, that's def- definitely not going to take away, or f- uh, for that matter, even add to whatever she's done. She she's done. She's at the top of the food chain. And top she, of the food chain. She has definitely 
not entered the 200. So she's digging. Yeah, she's, she's left. Right. All on the one. So Sharika, double threat. Don't forget, she's ranked second in the 200 behind Gabby Thomas. Okay, enough about the Jamaicans. Let's move on and talk about that young American by the name of Shikari Richardson. So we go from the 29-year-old Jackson to the 23-year-old Richardson. She won four of her five races that she competed in in terms of the final in 2023. A couple of Diamond League wins. Right. Uh, here's a big victory I want to go back and just listen to in Celestia where she ran 10.76. And I do go to well. Suboda with her normal fast start. Sharika Jackson in the middle trying to stretch away from Richardson. Richardson digging deep. Richardson coming good in the closing stages. And that is a big win from Shakari Richardson. 10.76 as talked about. But that actually wasn't her fastest time. She ran a 10.57 in Miramar. At right. that invite, but the win was not legal. <coughs> well, the, it, it, it was four point one. It was it was a little it was a little it was a little a little hurricane. Brisk. It was a little brisk. <laughs> a little hurricane was behind her that time, but still, you know what? She wasn't a part of this world's equation last year. But hey, this time around, she definitely is. Well, Sakara has never been part of the world's thing. I mean, I'm just saying to you that yep. it's it's amazing that people don't even understand it. She's never been part of the Olympics and part of being, uh, you know, the world championships. And has been. She's just been one of the most talented and fierce competitors and fast and one of the fastest women out there. I mean, she's but but I mean, she gets to prove herself this year. She's been consistent. She's lost one or two races. I think one when it yeah. comes to the finals, right. anyways. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, she she if she didn't go to the finals, she didn't she didn't lose it. Right. right? Uh, but Shakari has been very consistent this year and is fearless. And ob- obviously, Dennis has got her got her focused. All her off track issues seem to be, have been resolved. Uh, she she is absolutely someone to look out for. I'm um, look. I think that the, the hundred meter, the women's hundred meters, is going to be the finals of the entire games itself. Mm. And I'm telling you this, uh, you know, maybe 1B might be the, the anyways, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, but I think the women's 100-meter finals is the finals of the games. Shikari is going to play a major role in that. I mean, again, I, I don't, uh, I want to see how she is through the rounds. I want to see how it is that her mental capacity is, um, you know, dealing with people running hella fight fast every single round. It's going to be very interesting. She is also, based upon her times this year, and based upon, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, her talent, another person that, that, that's going to be favored. I mean, very, she's, got an, she's got 330 million people that want to see her win. And so, you know, uh, that's going to be really interesting. And, and she also has the ability to do so. She's 23. Marie-José Talou is 34. Right. Nobody... On the planet, won more races in the women's 100 this year than her. She had seven victories. Right. That's impressive. Four of those, Diamond League. Right. Including this in London. Little movement in the block there. Really good start from Asha Smith. She's got the jump there on Jackson. Jackson is strong then coming back at her. But here comes Talu. Is Talu going to get there? Yes, she is. Talu takes it by a meter from Asha Smith. Jackson well beaten on this occasion and look at the time 10.74 it's a meeting record it's the third fastest time in the world this year we can round that up officially to 10.75 but still you get the gist and uh, she's a two time world's silver medalist does she break through here this year well I mean Talu has found a fountain of youth and um where the hell is that damn thing yeah yeah can, you, need, you, can you, I you need to you need just to just drop need, a couple on my head you need, you need, you need, to, you need to drop in and, and go get some you do. Um, but you know what? She's found a fountain of youth. 
training with John Smith and John always seemed to have a knack for preparing athletes uh, for the world championships or for major championships. Talu, in, 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 in the list that we're going to talk about today, is probably the hungriest athlete because we all know that she's been fast enough and talented enough to win. But in all major championships, she's never come out on top. And is this the year? Hmm. We're going to talk about Africa and we're going to talk about the invasion of Africans this year and the fearlessness of Africans this year. But again, Talu has got an entire continent that is cheering for her to win it. And, and I think that, uh, again, why I think that the 100 meter finals is going to be the race of this entire, com- the, 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 the race of the entire um, games itself is because of uh, the, the aforementioned ladies as well as uh, Mary Jose Talou. So I think that it's uh, it's going to be um, it's going to be crazy, man. I, I think that again, she's ran fast enough to win. Mm-hmm. She's ran fast enough to win. So I want to see again what happens during the rounds. How you know the 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 the, the semifinals uh, pans out. Who is in those semifinals? How difficult those semifinals are? How fast those semifinals are? And the ability to just absorb pressure and run a couple of races back to back to back. You know, Talu, I mean, Talu is another one that should be favored. Talu and Price, that's 70 years in the blocks. That's that's unheard of. And Talu, by the way, just for good measure, had a couple of wins going 200 as well. Right. And that half lap victory times two, if you will, one in L.A., one in Florida. So don't count her out. We, we need a wild card. And I think you might have found one. She's ranked 14th. When it comes to the 100, but it's only because she just hasn't had the opportunities. She's a five-time NCAA champion. She is the first and only Longhorn to sweep the indoor and outdoor athlete of the years. Let's just play the race when she made her pro debut. Tamari Davis probably got the best start and Julian Alfred's got a flyer as well and Richardson will have to come strong in the second half of the race. It's Julian Alfred leading at the moment. Richardson will come with the late challenge but it's Alfred who takes it from Richardson. It's a big scout for Julian Alfred on her professional debut. 10-8-9 in her pro debut in Hungary winning that Grand Prix and she's kind of like, I said, we'll call her the wild card. Maybe put her as the X factor. Don't sleep on her. I don't know if she's a wild card, bro. I don't, okay. because, she's not, because here's the thing. Experience-wise, though, she's got to be, right? Well, she is, but I'm just saying to you, it's, this is not basketball. Yeah. You know, this is not a team sport. At the end of the day, what she has to do is get in the blocks, um, execute, put one foot in front of the other, and, 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 and uh, you know, kind of go through and, 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 and do what she has to do. Julian Afford has not lost people the whole year. Has, not, has he lost crazy. his last year? I don't know, yeah, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, Jason is the man that will give us some facts. Uh, you know, I'm just talking. I'm saying to you that Julian Alfred, is, she is not falling out of the sky. For all, for all the trackheads out there, you know this, this, this young lady. You know that she's been prepared, you know, by, by, by an incredible Longhorn staff. We know that, you know, you know again, as a fellow Longhorn myself, uh, when you're on campus there, your preparation is for you to go out and destroy anyone that's that that's in your way or in the lanes beside you. Julian Alfred, again, as, as my boy Jason just said, you cannot sleep on her. She has not lost all year, which simply means that she's fearless. She has gone through a long, you know, indoor and outdoor NCAA season. She's now a pro. 
She's got that little island of St. Lucia uh, getting ready to crown her uh, queen of the world. She, I'm very certain that she has respect for all of the ladies, especially the ones in the Caribbean before her. But she wants to go. She, she definitely wants to continue her streak as being queen. She was queen of the indoors. She was queen of the outdoors in the NCAAs. And she certainly, certainly is vying for queen of the world. And, and you, you cannot sleep on Julian Alfred. I, I, I think that, again, this is somebody that you have to put a couple of dollars on if you're betting. I'm not, you know, and I'm saying to you that uh, this is someone it, uh, amidst all the ladies I just mentioned. She's also someone that has, you know, a great support system and a ton of people on on the, that little island she's from, as well as uh, Longhorn Nation that want to see her get, get in there and win. Only loss that I can think of: Sharika beat her Diamond League in, in uh, Monaco. Yeah, but they were both. The, the thing that was is, going two hundred, right? Yeah, but yeah. The, the thing is with both of them, both in 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 that case. I mean, again, I don't make excuses. Uh, the only thing I'm doing is, is is from an observation perspective. Right. I think Julian Alfred, uh, obviously, after a long season, two first Diamond League two hundred meters, three against Sharika, who was the you know the two hundred meter queen. You know, so I mean, again, uh, when all the, when all the chips matter. Uh, we're gonna see an incredible race. She's gonna she and she's gonna leave it all on the track. She's ranked third in the two. Gabby Thomas is ranked number one. Right. All right. Okay. Well, I mean that's okay. expected. Yeah. That's okay. You're right. All right. Let's get to the guys now. And uh, oh my goodness, I could go on and on and on. Um, let's start with the defending champion, right? I mean, he led the U.S. sweep last year. It was Curly over Bracy and Bromel, if I'm not mistaken. The defending champion is a two-time world champ, and uh, here's what he did. At Rabat, make it look easy. Big twitch there from Curly in five. Slightly better start from Trayvon Bromel, but Curly moving smoothly now, beginning to get away. He's the biggest, he's the most powerful, he's the quickest tonight. 994 by Fred Curly. So he wins Rabat, he wins the Golden Gala, he went 991. He's 28. This is a guy, again, we're talking about former 400 runners. Right. It's amazing the way these guys and ladies can make that type of switch from a full lap to a half lap down to the, the 100. Well, the, the, I think that Usain has done an incredible job by actually coming from the quarter down and breaking all kinds of records in the one and the two. And Fred Curley is, you know, that, that's, I mean, if, if that's the, the business model that he's going off of, clearly uh, he knows that there's a, an incredible success path that's there. Fred is the most, has been the, you know, I guess the most consistent talker and the most consistent athlete running. I mean, you know, Jason, you know, I talked about this last year. Uh, Marvin Bracey should have been the world champion. Fred Curley, we know, is not going to make a mistake in the finals. He's going to stay relaxed. He's going to stay in his pocket. And he's going to run his own race. Consistency out of the blocks, executing properly, you know, keeping his drive phase, staying tall, breathing, and decelerating less than everybody else. Fred Curley, for me, is the one that's favored. Now, this is, I'm looking forward to this race because it is my race. Fred Curley, I believe, would be my favorite, but it's only a slight favorite, man. Because this year, there's going to be some upsets. This year, there's going to be some, I mean, there might be a new champion. Uh, I, I'm still voting for Fred. But man, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be real tough. I, I mean, I, I think that um, I, I think that the, the you know the hundred meter men uh, nine seven high 
it's it's probably going to be the winning time, 9-8. Um, that's it, you know, because there's going to be a lot of pressure. Again, as I mentioned, the ladies' um, semifinals, there's going to be a lot, a lot of pressure. And, there's, and, and it's so equal with a lot of the athletes, a lot of the, the male athletes we'll talk about, just like the females. It's so equal that if you're in the wrong semifinals, you're going to be watching from the stands, right? And, and to me, Fred still has the experience and the bravado. Uh, and, and, and I think that, I think that he's probably the slight favorite for me to, run, to win the 100. Listen to this man, 95, Gothenburg. It was Bailey, Surin, Bo, 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 Bo your boy, Bolin, mm-hmm. right? Otto, yeah. Yes, all right. So uh, listen when he speaks. Now, I'm not saying Fred can win and then win again. It's tough to do. Only Maurice Green and who was the other one? Uh, no, it was Carl Lewis. Right. Not even Bolt won three in a row. Oh, okay. Not even Bolt won three in a row because he, he could have. I think Johan sliced it up right. when he's able to win that well, one time, but... Curly is just one of yet another person that could win. And I see yet another because we got a list here that we're going to continue to go through. And by the way, Curly, not a part of the two, finished fourth in the U.S. trials, even mm-hmm. though he did win the uh, Doha Diamond right. League 1992. But what about Akane Simbine? You know, he, he's in form. He finished the season with four straight wins mm-hmm. at the 100 distance, including this effort in Poland where he went, uh, I think he ran 997, if I'm not mistaken. Curly in the white vest, brilliant start there from Charleston in the white full from left and he leads at the moment, Curly's got some work to do, I know he's going to get back to Charleston, I don't think he is, and Charleston, oh my word, it was really tight in the line and maybe Simbine came and stole that one. I love that, it didn't maybe. mention his name at all until the end, he's like Curly, Charleston, I think Simbini won that one. Maybe, <laughs> may, that, that's the hundred my friend, that's yeah, how, it, you're right. you know, and then, then when you win by a hair, I mean that's really what it is, you know what I like about it's funny that we're talking about Sambini. Sambini is a veteran. 29. That is, at 29, <laughs> Sambini is a veteran. And Sambini's leading, who we'll talk about today, Sambini's leading three athletes, three male athletes from the continent of Africa. That's that, crazy. That has been fearless. Sprinting. Man. In sprinting, <laughs> right? I mean, and, and uh, you know what? I, I, Sambini, obviously, Jason... We know that in the 100 meters, you have to stay within your race for 100 meters. And if you decide to make a slight mistake for one meter, then that the, might be the difference between first place and eighth place. And Sambini has been pretty consistent this year. I think that he's going to play a major role in Budapest if he's healthy. Uh, you know, if he's run, if he's run, if he run cons- as consistent as he did on, on the circuit this year, then he's going to play a major role. Absolutely. I could be wrong, but I do not believe an African man has, hasn't been on the podium ever when it comes to the 100 worlds. That's going to change this year. I'd yeah, be shocked if it doesn't. Yeah, I think that Francis Abuquila was, but he ran for, for Portugal. Portugal, okay. Yeah, I believe. Okay. Maybe that's in the Olympics. Okay. Right. But, but Jason uh, is the man with the with the facts, people. I don't know Donovan about that. Bailey's, you know, yeah. just here hanging. Yeah, okay. Well, yes. Okay. I, Trying to run I, I like that. So, <laughs> Curly is ranked third in the 100. Sambini's ranked second. Who's number one? Well, it's Omanyala, the 27-year-old Kenyan. is a Diamond League winner. He had nine wins at 100 meters this year. And, of course, what he did in his own backyard, so to speak, definitely stands out. 
I'm happy that I got a very good dress and uh, the time is, is nice because it's a one lead. So we're just hoping that we break it down as we go on to the, through the season. So the main aim is to win the World Championships in, Budap in Budapest this year. And the Diamond League Trophy back in Oregon where I did not have a good competition there. And then to cut the African record and run under 970. That's my target for this season. What? Run under 970? So that was him talking about winning the African trials. Right. 985, he won the Kipkino. Mm-hmm. That was at the National Stadium in Nairobi. Right. This guy, for me, he's fast, but I, I just don't think he can finish off what he starts. I well, could be wrong. You know what? Uh, you know what? I'm a, I'm a big fan of Ferdinand Amanyala because, right. again, Jason, I mean, I understand kind of, you know, the, the culture and, the, and usually the structure of track and field. And I'm saying to you that I've, I'm always, I'm always going to be respectful and appreciative of Africans who come in and run the 100 meters. And stand up against the, the 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 you know the the guys in North America or or uh, you know or British or Caribbean uh, that 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 usually win the the 100 meters. Ferdinand Amanyala has been fearless, big, yep. strong, fast. He mm -hmm. came from I think he came from rugby, so he just doesn't care. That would he, make sense. Yeah, he doesn't care. He comes out, comes out of the blocks, and he's gonna and he's gonna and he's gonna you know do some really good work. Uh, you know the race against uh, you know one of the races that he had in Africa with Lestil Tobogo. Uh, let's see Tobogo. Ah. Um, oh yes. Um, you know, where, where they looked at each other during the race. I'm just saying both of them were quite relaxed. Now I want to see, I want to see, uh, um, Ferdinand. I want to see him through the rounds. It's very important for me to see, you know, the, the you know, the, when the light are sh is shining brightest and there's several competitions in the same competition. I want to see exactly how it is that these guys can handle it. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Ferdinand. And uh, yeah, man, I think that he's also coming thinking that he can win also. So he's someone that is a whole continent, a whole continent. He's one of three men that a whole continent is looking uh, for him to bring back the gold. Could happen, could happen. But I see him as a pace setter, but we're going to find out. So the U.S. swept last year. We talked about that. Curly, Bracey, Brumel. They also swept in the 200 with Lyles, Bednarik, and Knighton. Noah Lyles, four for four, running the half lap this year. And uh, he looked really good in Jamaica. He also looked really good with a world lead and a meet mark in this Wanda Diamond League effort. Well, he has got a good start. And Hughes is the target, the taller man into his running now these three left of picture to Bogo in the orange leading the way Hughes now comes Lyles pouring it on Hughes and Lyles well clear to Bogo with work to do but it's Lyles who's stretching away the world champion wins it once again 1946 the winning time man, man. <laughs> two-time defending champ can he make it three is he, he's running the, he's running the hundred right he's doubling right yeah so Hey, listen, Noah Lyles, Noah Lyles, I just read, and it was yesterday. Noah Lyles said he's going to run 965 and 1910. 1910? 1910. That's bolt material. That's not bolt material. That's fast <laughs> which is out of this world material. Oh, right. my gosh. Um, now, here's the thing. What okay. I love about him is his confidence. He's putting it out there in the universe, and that's the first... Maybe that's the first sign of someone who really wants to be bigger, better, and faster than he is today. That's the first thing. He's clearly putting in the work. He's been very consistent. 
Uh, he, he's going to play a role in the 100 meters. Don't know how big of a role because he cannot make the same mistakes that he, can, that, that he makes over the first 30, 40, 50 meters in the 100. He can do that in the 200 and then come back because I think that his speed endurance is way better than a lot of the athletes that are competing. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss Arian Knighton and, and mm-hmm. uh, let's see uh, in a minute. Uh, but Noah allows for uh, as far as uh, threat to double, is probably the most probably the male athlete that could definitely double double being on the podium. I mean, I don't think that he'll win the one hundred meters, uh, but certainly he's going to play a significant role. Back to back, and he's only halfway when it comes to the two hundred at the Worlds to Usain Bolt, who won four straight through Berlin, Daegu, Moscow, Beijing. And by the way, Africans have done well in this. Namibia's Frankie Fredericks oh, yes. comes to mind. I, oh, I forgot. Jabudwana okay. as well. Yeah. In terms of the two right. running for South Got Africa. It. But uh, yeah, no allows. I, I still think the race goes through him. And um, yeah, I think he's perfect for the half lap. I think he might get there a little bit late for the one, but we're going to find out. But Arian Knighton. So Lyles is 26. Arian Knighton is only 19. Feels like he's been around forever. Right. He is a three-time Diamond League winner. He got uh, two of those this year in 2023. Won a Golden Gala event. Won the Oslo Diamond League as well. And uh, he looked pretty good. I think that's the meet that he beat Bolts. Mark, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going the last to rise. And he's got Arian Knighton as a target. Lane has gone off uh, pretty hard. A little bit of work to do there for DeGrasse. But here comes the unfold of the band. And Knighton now into his running. Nena in, in pursuit. DeGrasse with a lot of work to do. And Fambula looks to be laboring. It really is all too easy. 1978 for Arian Knighton. <laughs> 1978. The guy's still in his teens. The guy is still in his teens. And um, for me, you know, he looked really good when the U.S. trials uh, running 19.72. He's one that... Uh, I'm not saying we don't talk about him as much as we do. Oh, Arian. Yeah. yeah. But uh, here's another one. No, but you know what? He's running as a veteran. I mean, like, imagine that. You're right. He's 19 years old. He's 19 years old, and he's done... I mean, the, the kid's 19. He's ran 19.49 as his fastest time. I mean, that's, that's crazy. And the fact is, he is also going to play a significant role. I think that, you know, obviously not run the 100 meters. The 200 meters is going to be another race to watch. I'm telling you, people. I, I said, I, I think the race of the competition is the women's 100 meter finals. I think the I think the men's race the men's race is might might be the men's 200 meter finals. I think that uh, you know obviously with uh, Litsile, Arian Knighton, obviously uh, Noel Lau. Oh, mm-hmm. you gotta have Noel yeah. Lau. Yeah, yeah. Zarnell Hughes, to name a few. Yeah, you, right? you know I agree with you. Right? Not I'm, trying to take the you know the shine off the hundred because that is the marquee event. No, no, but you, you, I'm, you, I'm looking forward to the two. But you can never take the shine off. No, the exactly. That, the, the, no, the, the, exactly. Good, the great thing about about track and field is this: regardless of any competition or any event we talk about, you can never take the shine away from the men's hundred or the women's hundred. Those are the marquee events by far. So, but I'm saying to you that 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 that, that I think we're, we're talking about sprinting today, and I think that obviously Noah Law is a favorite to win the 100 meters, but I think Aaron Knighton is going to give him a hell of a run. I think that he's going to give him one hell of a run, and and, and I think that Aaron Knighton is going to make it on the podium. I think that he's going to give him one hell of a run. And that 19.77, by the way, did beat Bolt's previous mark in Oslo. So that, right. that's it. He's broke a couple of Bolt's records. Right. The World Junior one as well. Right. Uh, we talk so much about Let's See Lay. Mm. Uh, he, for me, is the X Factor. Here's what he did, Diamond League-wise, in Luzerne. 
Really good start there from Aaron Brown in lane four, and the headband is already up from Pombole. He's leading at the moment. He's powering around this bend. What a bend he's run. Watch Richards on the outside down the home straight here. But great running from Tobogo in the orange too in lane seven. But here comes Richards. Tobogo's going to take it. He did take it. And that was Lausanne, actually. And, um, yeah, he's another one. I mean, so that was 2001. Wasn't the fastest time. Still enough to get it done. He's one that, you know, I was watching a race recently. Lyle's won it. But if there was, like, two more jumps, he, he catches them. I got to tell you this. Uh, you know, I've spoken about a couple of athletes that I'm big fans of. I'm a huge fan of this kid. Huge. I am a huge fan because he, like, you look at him and you know that it's untapped potential jason like like it's amazing mm-hmm. imagine that we're out we're out looking at the oil field and it's nice green you know sand and 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 <laughs> bunch of trees or whatever whatever you see on, on, on a sand dune yes and you know that there's so much oil underneath it when i'm looking at this kid like it's amazing it's it's it's, it's incredible that most people aren't looking at him and and seeing bolt of 20 of 2004, 2005, 2006. It's incredible that people aren't seeing this. When he ran, it was in 1950 uh, against um, Noah Laos. He ran blind, lane eight. Uh, you know, he was out in no man's land. And I'm very certain that, that I'm very certain, because again, I know, I know how the business works. I'm very certain that they put this kid out there to, to, to figure out how it is that uh, Laos could execute and beat him. Now, uh, they can put him out way out in front uh, in a Diamond League race uh, because Lyles is the, is the reigning world champion, so you can move athletes around uh, in the lanes in, 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 at the world championships. That's not how it works. It's you, you get selected, you, you run, and you get a lane. That is exactly how it's going to work. And if there's going to be an upset in the 200 meters, it's going to be this kid. Upsetting Noah Laos. I don't know if, I, I, I believe that he's still running the 100 meters. That's going to be a problem too. Because I'm saying to you, if there's someone that remi- that should remind the world of a young Usain Bolt, is this kid. This kid has no idea what he's doing. No idea. He's young and raw and talented and full of speed. And at the end of the day, he gets in the blocks and he just runs and has fun. And so I believe that if there's going to be, you, you, Jason, you talk about the X factor. If this, if this, if it gives me on the male side, if there's going to be someone that's going to show up and just destroy, you know, the dreams of a lot of people, it's this youth. Quickly, before we wrap, we're going to get your picks and your breakdowns next week in right. terms of the individual races mm-hmm. out the world. But any other X factors, any other yeah, man, honor- for sure. honorable mentions you want to put out there? Jacobs or something? hundred percent. hundred percent. Zarnell Hughes okay. has been running very well at the end of the season. Uh, you know, he's broke two major records in, in Britain. He trains in Jamaica. So he actually understands the support system and he understands the, the expectations and of his, of it. not only his training partners and coaches, but of, 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 of of, of UK and, and, and the history that like Linford and John Regis, uh, you know, and Colin Jackson, all those guys have established. So I think that he is someone that could play a major, major role. Jason, yes, I'm going to mention Marcel Jacobs because I think that although there's a whole lot of people, uh, you know, obviously you're talking about him and his mental health and his preparation mm-hmm. and injuries and all those things. 
he could be an X factor if he puts all of those things behind him. I mean, ultimately, at the, at the end of the day, for me, it's really about how he recovers from the last practice that he had or the last competition that he has. If he shows up in Budapest and he just imagines in the stands that this is empty, like it is in Tokyo, and he runs 980 again, he can win. And if he wins, every single thing that has happened over the last year is forgotten. It doesn't really matter. And obviously, uh, you know, I'm going to talk about DeGrasse, uh, our Canadian guy, our Canadian kid. He's been inconsistent this year, also been injured. Uh, you know, I think that if, if, if World Championship or, or, or we'll say major championship Andre DeGrasse shows up and he puts himself in the finals and allows himself, you know, you know to, to give himself a shot, then we know that he is not going to falter, uh, you know, in the finals. So, you know, so that's, I mean, obviously we could go on. There's several other athletes. Uh, there's some young, a couple of the young guys uh, from Jamaica. We'll see what they're going to do. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, for me, I think that's it. I mean, or else we're going to be here for another six hours. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, we could go on and on and on talking about Andre not making the one in Canada and just yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that, know, that's expected. Yeah, that's expected. One thing left to do. It's my favorite part of the show. We get a chance to put this man through the gauntlet. We call it the anchor leg. This is where we cover things that we didn't necessarily talk about during the show. <laughs> <laughs> and it scares me. Yeah. All right. Well, Phil Mickelson. Oh, Phil, Phil, Phil. There's a book coming out. I think it's out right now. But uh, there's a well-known punter. Let's just say that. Who in his book says, Phil Mickelson between 2010 and 2014 made a staggering 7,065 wagers on football, basketball, and baseball. He wanted to bet uh, a little bit of money on the Ryder Cup. I want to get your take. But anyways, we spoke to Rory McIlroy. Yeah, we did. We called him up ourselves. And we said, Rory, what's, what, what's your take on Phil? He did. He did. We, we, we called him up. <laughs> we did. Rory, Rory, what you got? Um, I mean, at least he can bet on the Ryder Cup this year because he won't be a part of it. So, <laughs> Ouch. So apparently, oh, um, wow. more than $1 billion he wagered over the last three decades. Well, he's made a billion dollars. I mean, listen. I, so you know, he's even. No, what I'm, what I'm, no, Jason. If you're asking me about uh, what I feel about people in gambling, number one, I think that if you're, if you're gonna gamble away your 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 paycheck, if you're gonna gamble away your children's uh, school fees and 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 food and rent, I think that is stupid. However, if you're Phil Mickelson and you're making, you know hundreds of millions of dollars you know every single year and this is uh one of your hobbies or you feel that you can afford it uh go ahead man do your thing he considered a four hundred thousand dollar bet on the Ryder cup back in 2012 well, yeah. that, that's that's wow. uh, but that's how these guys roll so yeah. it is what it is would you have bet on yourself back in the day i would have bet on myself okay. but i mean i did bet on myself i mean yeah. I, I did bet on myself in the 150 for sure <laughs> why not speaking of <laughs> wagers would you bet Russell Wilson as a quarterback who can take his team to the playoffs this year in that very tough AFC West division? I'm talking football because the NFL is right around the corner. Of course, Russell Wilson uh, trying to adapt to Sean Payton's offense out there in Denver. Will they make the playoffs, yes or no? Would you bet? Well, I mean, you know, I, I know that my friend Cody is a huge Denver Broncos fan. What up, Cody? And I'm going to say... By uh, the way, your team's better than his team. I'm going to say... I'm going to say the Raiders are going to make the playoffs and the, and the that Broncos. That wasn't the bet. The Broncos aren't. Okay. 
Wow. That's just to piss him off. It's wow. All right. <laughs> let's let's move on. Let's talk uh, Women's World Cup. Hey, FIFA's put on a show. Uh, yeah. Of the top 10 teams, five are in, five are not. Spain most recently beating the Dutch 2-1. And we had Sweden knocking off Japan, which for some was a surprise. So we're down to now, what, six teams, if I'm not mistaken? Right. So where's your money going? We got, I'm going to tell you the six teams left. Australia, France, England, Colombia, Spain, Sweden. Where's your money going? I think Spain looks pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Spain looks pretty good. So I'm going to go with Spain. Okay, Spain. That's where your money's going. I mean, mind you, I got to mention, uh, this is, it's so incredible that we can, that we're celebrating women's uh, football. Right. Right. Uh, you know, I spent a lot of time, uh, you know, all of my buddies, funny enough, we're talking about it, especially, especially a ton of the guys in Jamaica where, where the, the reggae girls, you know, did something that no other, Phenomenal. no other team in the Caribbean's ever done before uh, by making it to this, the, the, Last I was going to say, I was going to say the sweet 16, but that's, that's, that's NCAA, thing. yeah, sweet same, 16. Same, same uh, you know what? But I think it's incredible that we can watch, we can watch women's soccer women's football at the highest level and 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 it's incredible to see the product that these incredible ladies are putting on more ladies for you this from the wnba where phoenix mercury guard diana tarasi made history she became the first player to score ten thousand career points is she the goat can we finally say she's the goat i say yes sure we'll go with yes okay and by the way, <laughs> she finished with 42 points, becoming the oldest player in WNBA history to produce a 40-point game. She's 41. That is, well, that dude, Ben, when you can ball, you can ball. Michael Jordan was balling at 41. We're talking you know about I mean? LeBron. Let's talk Diana Taurasi. Le- Le- LeBron, but LeBron, is, Le- LeBron, again, is still balling. He is. Yeah, but, and also, Diana is a, she's, she's a quote. Okay. Quote. We'll leave that. Quote. This is not part of the GOAT conversation. Um... Edmonton Elks. I always remember bringing this up, and I know you love the CFL. Is <laughs> because yeah. their home losing streak is at twenty two games. Okay, that is the longest in North American pro sports history. Okay, and and so your your your. So wait, I'm not well. done. Yeah. So they haven't won at home since October the twelfth of twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. They've also lost thirteen straight overall, which mm-hmm. is a franchise uh, tying mark. Okay, will they win a game this year at home? Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Um, I, I think we just celebrate that they have a record. Okay. You're, so you, I, I like you. You are a glass half full type of guy. Because Let's celebrate that they have a record. You're making history. There's yes. no such she, thing as They're bad making publicity. history. Correct. Wow. That is unbelievable. <laughs> 22 games in a row at home. I think that you need, what you need to do, Jason, you need to have a survey of the fans and see how they feel. They were winning their last game. They had a 22 point lead. Well, you know, <laughs> it is what it is, man. You know, you I can't know. wait until next week. This has been a lot of fun as it always is. We ask that you continue to like, share, download, follow, subscribe, and be sure to be a part of this podcast next week because Donovan Bailey predicts. That's all we're going to say. Donovan Bailey predicts because we're talking worlds at Budapest coming up next weekend. I cannot wait. Take us home, DB. Well, you know what? I, I am going to predict next week. Um, and then you'll all see me on CBC. Yes. Pre- you know, calling my prediction. Uh, but until next week, uh, stay safe and we will chat. Can't wait.